So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite snipers. This is the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always by my main man, Chad Sowash. And today, the startup, the victim, if you will, of today's Uh-oh. Q&A will be Mark Knowlton, CEO and founder of Tech Screen. Mark, welcome to Firing Squad. Well, appreciate your time, guys. I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Mark, for our listeners, uh, before we take care of business, tell them a little bit about you. What's your Twitter bio? So um, I got into recruiting uh, in the mid-90s and had the fortunate break of um, going into a high-end Microsoft solution provider where I was working directly with world-class technologists. And there I began doing my own um, detailed technical interviews of software engineering candidates. And it's where I saw the real impact of how you can affect the process. And so it, it started me on a journey of self-discovery of really immersing myself. You know, I read the white paper on C-sharp, read the white paper on Java with attend conferences. Didn't I see you at a West Tech conference back in 99? Didn't I see you at one of those? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. But what it allowed me to do was to cultivate the facility to do my own uh, real technical interviews. And, and I, I, you know, left the agency world to do consulting for major software companies um, where I was trusted to be the first round technical screen uh, for them. And it was, it was that work that had me come up with the idea of creating tech screen, um, a platform that would allow a non-technical recruiter to actually effectively engage with the technical audience. Yeah. 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 We'll get to your pitch in a second, Mark. We'll get to your pitch in a second. We want to know about you, the person. So, yeah, um, I I was uh, originally getting the, the working world uh, as a writer and editor in the newspaper racket. And I was being paid to, um, as a sports writer before I was old enough to drive a car. It was when I saw the end of that industry coming that I got into recruiting. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the friction. There um, it is. All right, Mark. Yeah, clearly, yeah. Clearly, clearly, we're not going to get to your walking on the beaches and reading poetry. So, <laughs> yeah, let's get to uh, telling telling him what he's won today. Excellent. Well, I think that conference you guys saw each other at were the AVN Awards. Anyway, so Mark, <laughs> oh you, hell no, Mark, you will have 
two minutes to pitch tech screen at the end of two minutes joel and i will hit you with rapid fire q a if you get boring You've already heard the crickets. You're going to get those again. Got it. At the end of Q&A, you will receive either big applause. This is the vaccine the recruitment industry has been waiting for. Golf clap. You might want to quarantine for a few months and focus on the business. Or the firing squad. Total lockdown. Not even Aaron Rodgers or Novak Djokovic can get behind this business. Get the booster. Walk away. Try again. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right. In three, two. So TechScreen has what we call the world's only technical knowledge platform. And there's three primary pillars. We have a technical interview tool. It's got 120, a library of 120 skills, questions and answers to create custom interviews. Secondly, it has a technical training tool. We've created TechScreen certified recruiter training. So a recruiter uh, can learn from the content. We simplify advanced technical concepts. So a recruiter can actually learn the technology and use the content for qualification, you know, qualification questions. And then it's a technical sourcing tool because when we create interviews and score them on the fly, our clients can go back through the database and look for, let's say, the client came in with uh, three needs for Java guys. We'll go in, search for Java, and then sort them by high score. So they're actually looking at vetted candidates that they, one of their colleagues had um, recruited in the past. And you know, some of our large clients, they have thousands of vetted candidates that they could be reactivating instead of just worrying about new job postings to get new blood. Why not talk to somebody where you already have them vetted? And, and one of the problems in recruiting is that everyone gets in typically through the agency and they're forced to learn technology entirely on their own. And so what TechScreen wants to do is to give recruiters that what I call just-in-time information to make use of technical content that's not dependent upon their rote memorization of a term and a definition. Because so much of the training out there for recruiters, it requires them to carve out time outside of their core job, learn about, you know, watch videos and watch slides, and then hopefully retain some of that. Our platform is helping them engage in real time, whether they're doing a technical interview that they create with our platform, or they're simply making use of the technical training content like they could have um, an app developer who needs to know security thank you mark that is the end of your two-minute pitch okay all right let's get into uh the fact that you've been a recruiter for a very long time and i assume that you you saw a void in what you were doing or something that somebody was not providing that that was the genesis of this company yes Talk about that, or am I off base in terms of what really inspired you to create uh, TechScreen? No, no, that, that that was close. It was most of my friends uh, were engineers, and 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 I would hear their frustration in their interactions with recruiting. So very often they'd forward me an email that would have a comically off-target uh, job description being pitched to them, and so <clears throat> I realized that the the thing that has really harmed the recruiting industry and in the in the collective reputation they have is largely connected to the fact that they don't understand technology at any meaningful level. You know, whether it's engineering managers or talent, there's this massive gap that has recruiters at a total disadvantage. So I wanted to create a platform that would let them engage more effectively, but do it in a way as they're executing their job. So a, an interview platform that lets us create a custom interview and we we 
you know, and it's the only tool that where they are the ones asking the questions. It's not like a coding exercise or a self-paced multiple choice where the recruiter gets nothing out of it, right? They're just sending them a link to, to uh, an online test, and then they have to wait for them to take it. Hopefully, they don't cheat. Hopefully, they don't delete it because they feel like, I don't need to do this because I got three other offers. And it really is about helping foster engagement between the recruiter and the technical audience, whether it's the hiring manager or, or the talent. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you guys have been around since 2015. Is that correct? Yep. So an old startup, if you will. Yeah. Um, you guys, have you, you've bootstrapped this thing, it sounds like. There's correct. no... Uh, so you've grown organically. Um, yep. is there, is there a plan to raise money? I guess at this point you've just grown so organically that there's no need for that. Like talk about that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. We've gone back and forth because sometimes people say, Hey, if you have customers and you know, you have paying customers and clients don't raise money, others would be of the other school of thought. So, so right now we're, we're not planning on raising money because we just rolled out an enterprise pricing, um, structure, that if two of our clients agree to those, you know, each one would be a six-figure deal. So if that were to happen, we would have absolutely no reason to, to raise money in the near term. Okay. So how many employees do you guys have? So believe it or not, we just have three. Okay. Okay. How many clients over the last five, six plus years have you accumulated? Uh, so um, we're in the um, low dozens. Um because as being bootstrapped, mm-hmm. we, uh, one of our challenges is, is marketing and visibility. And, you know, that wasn't my core competency, right? Um, and, and so a lot of times when you try to do direct sales, no one wants to be sold something. So right. there's a lot of resistance. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm not going to submit to your, you know, your mental jujitsu and just say yes. But um, getting greater visibility and getting more recognition out in the, in the world will have people say, oh, I've heard of you guys. Let me go check you out. Um, getting more into uh, trade shows is something we plan on doing in 2022. Uh, doing more things like LinkedIn Live and and getting more visibility in public forums like this are a way to drive um, recognition. Okay. So what's your go-to-market from a revenue strategy standpoint? Are you just trying to hit companies, company by company, staffing firm, staffing firm by staffing firm? Do you have any type of uh, partnership strategies? What's your what's your main? Well, actually, it's a mix. I'm glad you asked that. So we recently formed a, a partnership with somebody in the uh, training space, but they focus exclusively on staffing salespeople. And so uh, this is a, um, a well-established outfit where their customers often ask them, hey, do you do any technical training? And he has to say, no, we don't do that at all. But we do know somebody. So mm-hmm. we formed a partnership with a um, well-respected uh, technical uh, sales training uh, company for staffing firms that has hundreds of clients. And we're already working on some deals that could be rather large. Going through that, we do have a direct sales force. And we recently brought aboard a chief revenue officer who's got 30 plus years in, uh, in HR tech. You know, so we're really trying to position ourselves to, to scale um, from multiple channels in uh, 2022. What does your typical customer look like? Um, or maybe what is your target market? Is it staffing? I mean, Chad kind of asked about that, but I want to dig in a little bit about what your typical client looks like. Well, right now, it's more staffing companies because you know their revenue is tied to filling seats. But one of our best success stories actually came from one of our corporate uh, customers where they had uh, two junior recruiters um, screen in two months during a pilot, 155 uh, software engineers. 
which led to managers doing 40 formal interviews. They made 28 FTE offers for a 70% interview to offer ratio. Um, and, and if you believe in a study job I did some years back, the average interview to offer ratio um, in their study was like a 17%. Um, and so we definitely want to get more on the corporate TA side. In fact, we're envisioning another type of engagement where we work with them much more closely. So it's a, it'll be a professional services engagement wrapped around the software. Mm-hmm. But, um, but definitely through partnerships, we are, we're starting to build partnerships with ATS uh, vendors, be able to say, hey, look, you can have us bolted into your ATS and now you're much more competitive. I mean, how there's like 41 ATS vendors who have between 0.02 and 2% market share. So there's a lot of competition and the the needs to differentiate yourself in that crowded space would make us an attractive partner to, to a lot of those guys. So from a staffing standpoint, staffing to be able to bloat margins needs tech to be able to be more efficient in scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're seeing that RPO side. I mean, we're even seeing that with the the applicant tracking systems. I mean, that's where everything's going. It's going toward right. tech, right? It's not going toward humans because humans suck at scaling. So <laughs> the, the question is, what is your scale ability, right? For any type of staffing firm who needs to be able to be more efficient, to be able to bloat their their margins, but yet keep their headcount down because their headcount is really the margin killer. Well, one of the things we do to make it attractive for staffing companies, we actually let them white label the product. So they're actually working with us as a tip of the spear to say, you know, when someone asks a staffing company, what makes you guys different? We coach them to say, well, we care so deeply about quality. We've actually deployed a SaaS application that lets us create customized interviews tailored specifically to your individual requirements. But humans have to do those, right? I mean, you're feeding the human information, but an actual human has to do that. And that human's not going to scale well. So how are you going to be able to help them scale better? Well, we're going to help them scale better because they're going to start getting better ratios for their outreach. Usually it's terrible. It usually has to have a hundred outreaches to get two or three people to call them back. And by having better messaging in their emails, having better conversations, um, you know, in their interactions, they're just going to come off as far more credible, uh, you know, far more professional. I mean, there's no substitute for a person talking to a candidate in, in, in a recruiting you know, scenario. We'll never be, be able to get away from that. But what our tool does, it just puts them in position to be much more credible, much more knowledgeable, uh, and much more confident to be able to engage with the technical audience um, and, and get far greater results. I mean, our biggest staffing client between 2016 and 2020, they screened 5,046 candidates. They had a knockout ratio of 66%. I mean, that's unheard of. Hmm. You know, and our second biggest client did probably 7,000 interviews between 2017 and 2020, and they have like a 50% knockout ratio. And, and so we're showing, you know, orders of magnitude improvements uh, in efficiencies. And, and as we go to our enterprise model with some of our bigger clients, you know, you know, we're looking at being able to do, you know, six figure deals in one shot um, instead of getting a, you know, a couple of dozen seats from client A or client B. We just want to be able to say, hey, everyone gets a tech screen license when you join XYZ, you know, large staffing firm. Mark, I don't have to tell you that this is a uh, it's a hot it's a hot business. Um, so hot screening, not just tech, but obviously tech. Um, is incredibly popular at the moment in terms of fundraising um, mm-hmm. and, and interest, et cetera. I mean, I just, 
I made a quick list off of the top of my head of Hacker Rank, Byteboard, Codility, Clovers, Triple Byte, Woven, etc. These are well-funded, uh, getting to be well-known competitors. When prospects talk to you, and I assume they're asking, how are you different than these others? And if they're not, I'm asking it right now. How are you guys differentiating yourselves from all the other uh, tech pre-screening solutions? Well, so those coding exercises or even the, the e-techies and BrainBench and TechCheck, all they do is help perform a technical evaluation. The recruiter gets nothing out of it because ours is a technical interview tool, a technical training tool, and a technical sourcing tool. So none of the codilities and litmus and code pads or e-techies are doing anything to help improve engagement between the recruiter and their technical audience. Uh, in, in the same way, any of the technical training tools out there, the dev skillers, you know, the, um, um, the recruiting innovation, all these, some of these other uh, tools, all it is is technical training content and does nothing to help them technically evaluate or technically screen uh, candidates. It's certainly not doing anything to help generate uh, potential sourcing targets. Uh, and we do all three. Um, and so, although <clears throat> there are plenty of technical evaluation tools, that's all they do. We're an interview tool, we're a training tool, we're a sourcing tool, all in one platform. What do you think has been the major hurdle to your growth in the years that you've been in business? Um, just lack of uh, name recognition and, and, and resources. And that ultimately may be the trigger that has us saying, hey, we got to bite the bullet and, and part with some equity for a, you know, for a big uh, comma check. But uh, we have enough guys in, in, between our advisory board and people we just know in the industry. Just a lot of them will caution about taking on money and, and, and creating d- dilution. But um, you know, it may be something that we find ourselves saying, hey, you know, th- this is the right time. And we have the right positioning to get the right kind of valuation that, that's favorable to us. So never rule it out, but it's just not a core focus of everything I think about when I wake up every day. Mm-hmm. Well, you are a training platform because you are trying to train humans rather yep. than actually using technology and being able to fill them with that 120 skills. Have you ever thought of being able to, or maybe it's on the roadmap, being able to do some of these engagements with either chatbots or maybe video interviews uh, so that they are recorded, but they are scalable? Well, we, we actually have something in our roadmap that I, I want to be careful of how much I don't want to say too much, but it is going to uh, uh, leverage some things like uh, AI and NLP that can handle um, scoring the interview on the fly. Uh, and that's something that would that would definitely scale. You know, there would be still a recruiter interface, but um, the ability to accurately keep tabs on the efficacy of the candidate's answers uh, using technology is something that's definitely on our roadmap. What would you say is the biggest threat to your business at the moment? Honestly, I'd have to say if some calamitous economic event happened that just caused companies to stop hiring, you know, and unfortunately, we, we have seen, you know, there's plenty of activity, but uh, I'd see the only thing derailing us is if some activity or some action that's just had companies just completely locked down and just not hire at all, that would be the only thing I, that I could see that uh, would, would really take the wind out of our sails. So how did, how did you maneuver the pandemic or did that not impact you much? It, it really didn't impact us much. I mean, well, right at the very beginning, we did have one client who, who just cut half their staff, but I think that was kind of an overreaction. But we've been hearing from our clients that they're experiencing pretty uh, steady demand 
Um, and so knock on wood, we haven't seen the pandemic um, cause any major disruptions with the exception of one client who just, I think, had a very sharp initial reaction in early 2020. Uh, but they've since grown and, and, and they've actually uh, more than doubled uh, their commitment with us from the previous year. Lucky you. Lucky you. Yeah, so far, so good. So this sounds pretty expensive, Mark. That's usually Joel's. I'm trying to get into my Joel cheese. <laughs> all these, all these humans, all these sound, humans sound very expensive, Mark. Uh, so tell me, tell me, what would this actually cost in an organization? You're talking about six figure deals. How big is a company like that where you're going to be hitting six figure deals? Okay, so the enterprise licensing starts at 100 seats, but just for the just for the basics, you know, um, the the monthly is going to be anywhere between 70 and 100 bucks a month per seat, traditional SaaS model, and that's um, based on how many seats, like up to 10 seats, it'd be 100 bucks a month. 11 to 15 would be 90 bucks a month, etc. And at the enterprise level, there's a fifty thousand dollar commitment. But it starts at 100 seats. Then we'll charge per month based on how many, like between you, if you have a, between 100 and 199 seats, we're going to charge an extra thousand bucks a month on top of 50K and then climb the ladder from there. But there, there's not going to be tons and tons of companies who are of the size that they would need to get 100 seats. And that clearly would be on the staffing side. You know, on the corporate TA side, it's still going to be in, in the, the, you know, mid to low double digits, you know, per shop. And I just think that we have to get out there with greater visibility because there's no one who would argue the fact that recruiters' lack of technical acumen is a real pain point in the eyes of the audience with whom they're asked to interact. You know, you don't have to do a research paper to prove that that validity. Um, and when we can just get out there and say, hey, look, we're a technical interview tool, we're a technical training tool, we're a technical sourcing tool, all in one product, I think it's a pretty compelling value proposition. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing... HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I. All right, Mark. There it is. That bell means it's time to face the firing squad. Are you, are you ready, my friend? I am. Well, we might be friends at the end of this. Who knows? Um <laughs> So I'm really torn on you um, at, at, at the five-year mark, which you guys have gone past. I usually like either a no or a yes on my companies. And you are more of a maybe. 
um, which is why I'm torn. Um, I, I, I like your history and recruitment and that core competency. You're obviously doing something right, having been in business this long, but you're also doing things not as right as you could be. Um, and I think that part of you understands that the marketing, the sales end, uh, that that needs to be uh, a little bit more of the steroid uh, addict. So can you turn a maybe into a yes or is maybe going to be a no is the question that I have to ask myself. And I, I think a few things working for you are your your history and experience, the fact that you're in a hot, you're in a lane that's really hot right now. Uh, people need technical folks uh, and they're willing to spend money to get them. Um, I think coming out of the pandemic, that's going to be more important than ever. If you can come out, get yourself a Series A round, uh, get yourself some people to start marketing and selling this thing. Um, I think that you could turn it around, but those are a lot of ifs. So I'm going to stick with the torn thing and just say, for me, it's it's a golf clap. Ah. I think there's potential there. Mm. I'm not going to I'm not going to shoot you down yet, but I'm also not giving you a big round of applause. So get to work, <laughs> get some money in, get some people, uh, get some people to go sell this shit and, and scream it from the mountaintops. I think you could, <laughs> could find some success, Mark. Joel says, get yourself into quarantine and focus on the business. Now I get that. So Mark, I got to say, yeah, I, I do love what you're doing here. First and foremost, you're getting a recruiter certified and that's a great step forward in finding the right talent for the right gig. I totally get that. But this is a scale game. This is a tech game. And this is also a money game. These are all areas that you're not playing in right now. A few six-figure deals will not help you keep pace with unicorns that are out there, kind of like Turing. You just got $87 million and now you know they're valued over, over a billion. And I keep focusing on one thing, scale. And as I started to dig deep into the company, I started to reach out to some very high level staffing firm friends of mine to be able to grind on this with me a little bit. And they all agreed scale will not happen with human beings working with staffing companies today, even working with talent acquisition today. What's harder to find than a technical person, a recruiter? So what do they have to do? They have to scale with tech. So to be able to do that, you will have to, no question, put all of this great knowledge that you have with these 120 skills into technology that will make it much more fluid, much less friction, and overall, something that you can plug and play. Until you get to that point, again, I love what you're doing, but until you get to that point where there is less, less friction, it's got to be the guns for me. Love you, Mark. Love you, Mark. <laughs> Nothing personal. Nothing personal. <laughs> Nothing personal. We appreciate it, Mark, and uh, wish you the best of luck and hope that in, in a few more years you can come on the show and tell Chad to fuck off for his, <laughs> uh, his gun reviews. Yep. Uh, I'll consider that an open invitation. Open invitation. Of course. Uh, if of you course. can throw whiskey in the deal, then I'll, I'll, I'll be in on it too. <laughs> Single malt. Love it. And uh, for our listeners, you, didn't, you did not get a chance to do this in your pitch. Where can they find out more about your company? So uh, techscreen.com. We love it when people prove us wrong, Mark. Do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open invite. It's coming, boys. Excellent. Ooh, big talk. All right. And with that, Chad, another one is in the books. We out. We out. 
This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.